Hello, and welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I'm your host, Anthony Amen. Join me today as we take a dive into the world of health and fitness, where we're going to overcome adversity to pick fact versus fiction and see health and fitness in a whole new light. Today, guys, we have a great guest. We have a great get up and move segment today. So after this, I hope all of you have that take-home message like, all right, got to go do something. So without further ado, let me welcome to the show, Dan. Dan, I'm excited to talk about your company. I'm excited to talk about what you guys do. I really don't want to spoil it. I know I said that every time, but I don't like spoiling things. So <laughs> take us back to you. Why did you start getting into the health and fitness world? Yeah, thank you for the question. And thanks for for having me on your podcast. I, I love the show. Um Appreciate yeah, a little, that. thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, a, a little bit about, about me. I I grew up in uh, in Saskatchewan, Canada, uh, a nice cold place, like we were talking about earlier, and uh, did all of my schooling um, in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and and that's where I really discovered sort of, I guess, fitness and exercise and all that kind of stuff. And while I was doing a double degree there, I I uh, really got interested in exercise physiology. And then as a, as a 20 year old, I, I became, um, excited about becoming a personal trainer and all that kind of stuff. So I, I really, I took that path and now I'm, I guess, 18, 19 years later now, uh, not to age myself too much. Um, yeah, I've been in this industry for, for a really long time. And in, in 2013, we, we started uh, my company seven movements. So I co-founded that with a, a colleague of mine in the personal training world. So you're in the personal training world, kind of take us through that a little more, right? So you yeah. guys are out there training clients for those that are trainers. We all know the grind for clients. I know you're used to your trainers yelling at you, but it's okay. We do it out of love. And <laughs> what made you take this next step into seven movements? Why didn't you continue that personal training realm? Yeah, no, it's a great question because I, I think the big thing is what, what we notice, John, who's my co-founder, so you'll hear that name come up once in a while, John Sinclair. We we really looked at the fitness industry as a whole and we saw a bit of a gap there when this probably like, you know, 2008, 2009, uh, kind of every new exercise program that was coming out at that time and even now is is sort of a hit training system, high intensity interval or high intensity steady state training. Um, and really we were just creating interesting ways, more interesting ways for people who are already moving to get them moving in different ways, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. It's very exciting, but we just saw a ton of people being left behind in the fitness industry. And we wanted to create something that would provide an invitation for the 80% of people who are not hitting recommended daily exercise targets to just like dip their toes into activity and exercise and give them a chance to get started. So that's really what we were seeing. I love working with clients. I love working in with, with performance fitness and um, training people who want to sort of push themselves and get better, train harder, all of those things, fantastic stuff. But we also need something for those folks who have been stagnant for a long time and need uh, an opportunity to come in and experience movement in a way that's not going to drive them away or that they're just physically not 
at a place to perform in. Yeah, I think that's a, there's a huge gap, I think is the best way to put it. You have the super inactive and they're just very sedentary. There's not much going on. And then to them, it's scary because you're going from that to, all right, I'm going to jump into a gym. I'm going to hire a trainer. There's really nothing offered on the in-between. So they get afraid or intimidated, I guess is the best way to put it, from what goes on. And trust me, I don't blame you guys. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You walk into some of these facilities and you're watching these guys like bench 200 pounds and these sprinters running 10 miles an hour in the treadmill and you're just like whoa what did i get myself into (laughs) well yeah like anthony think about someone who's gone into their physician the physician says you're overweight you're on you're insulin resistant you're on your way to becoming a type 2 diabetic you need to go and exercise more so their brain goes okay well i saw a commercial the other day let's jump into an orange theory fitness and go see what that looks like imagine that person walking in there they're not walking out with a great experience. They haven't been moving in 20 years. So we need to provide some opportunities for them to, as I, as I said earlier, dip their toe into this world and just start moving a bit more. And we get them moving better. As we get them better, moving better, we get them moving more. And then they're ready to come and train um, at a gym and excited about it and confident about it. So really I, that's I what we're that. trying to do. Because I'm, I'm thinking about just like personal stories, right? So I'll never forget when I first started working out after my accident and stuff, I'm in this gym. I'm like one pound dumbbells are tough. (laughs) And I'm sitting there struggling with this one pound weight next to all these dudes. It was a big box gym putting up like shoulder pressing fifties, a hundreds. And I'm sitting here with my one pound (laughs) trying to be confident enough to be there. Because it's so tough and you act like it doesn't bother you, but it secretly bothers you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and just to to uh, add another layer on to sort of the seven movements story, the, the company was really founded in 2013 when I went to my colleague, John, who was just the exercise programming genius that I knew in my life. And I was talking to about my grandma and I was like, John, my grandma is a gardener and she you know she goes into the garden and she comes out and she's super sore and like hurting and you know she's losing this one thing that she really loves to do a lot and the thing that keeps her active could we create something for her to like keep her out of pain and just allow her to exercise because there's no way that my baba was stepping into uh, a, a gym or a studio anything it just wasn't going to happen and that's really sort of how the concept of seven movements came up because john just off the top of his head, he's like, well, we could give her like these sort of like seven simple exercises she could do before she goes in the garden and then seven recovery sort of type movements we could do when she gets out. So then she'll just feel better and she'll be able to maintain longevity um, of that activity. And that's how it was born. And our first book was wrote and was called seven movements to keep you gardening for life. And that was the start of the company. Yeah. Very random. You started your company because of a need you saw in your grandma because she loves gardening. That's amazing, man. Yeah. What a great grandson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like gardening with her and even more so I loved going and raiding her garden uh, when it was ready. So I had some selfish motives in there as well. (laughs) Totally understandable. (laughs) I love that. So why seven? I mean, you know, I'm going to ask that. Why seven movements? 
we get asked that question a lot and there's no like real sexy answer to it. It's, it's when I went to John and asked him like, Hey, like, what could we do? He's like, I think we do in about seven minutes, seven movements. I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. And that's just how it started. And we just stuck with it for, for eight, nine years now. <laughs> so you have somebody right there, a super sedentary, you take even your grandma, for example, yeah. what kind of movements are we doing or what could people do from home? What's, what is that like? Yeah. So all of our programming that we build, we call you know, monkey see monkey do. So we have seven minute videos with our coaches and, and they walk the participants through those movements. Um, and they're all geared towards different audiences, right? Um, probably our most popular program is to date has been one that we built for office workers that was all built around different pain points that people experience in the office because they're sitting too much, right? So we've got seven minutes to take away your headache. We've got seven minutes to um, alleviate your back pain, that kind of stuff. And we, with all of our program, we follow the same core principles. We, um, we bring heat and friction to an affected area. Um, so we start to push hydration to the tissues. That's kind of the first couple minutes of a seven minute um, solution that we put together. Then we work in some mobility stuff. Um, and then we bring in some function and that's it. So when you experience sort of one of our seven minute solutions, you're spending a little bit of time doing things like rubbing and scrubbing around an area to bring heat to, to an area. Uh, and then we're moving a little bit in different planes of motion, getting some space in the joints. And then we're integrating that movement with some sort of sort of functional task that someone might do throughout the day. So pretty simple programming method, but when you're working with uh, folks who are sedentary or just not great movers, um, super effective. It's like that old, uh, old saying, you know, keep it simple, stupid, the kiss method. Love it. Use it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that is kind of how we go about thinking about how we program. And then we're starting to work with some companies now around building program around some cool at-home workout tools and, and that kind of thing. So people can, we say, you know, grab a movement snack throughout your day. So if you need some energy, instead of going for, you know, your 3 p.m. coffee, maybe grab a seven-minute movement snack. Instead of grabbing for I a bottle it, of Tylenol grab a seven minute movement snack and we'll take care of that headache right away. So let's, let's kind of dive into one example, just, yeah. just a little bit. So I think a common one for people is lower back pain, right? Yeah. You get that one probably the most. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So definitely. bring friction to the area. I'm going to involve, imagine involves some myofascial release, which means kind of rubbing it, kind of get the muscle warmed up. Yeah. So we're, we're warming up the area. We're, we're making sure we're getting water into those soft tissues. So we're going to become a little bit more malleable. So when we do start to move and try and create space in that joint, we're not doing it with dehydrated tissues that aren't going to move very well. Right. And okay. then, and then really we're just moving them through different planes of motion. Um, and we always talk to our, our participants about moving within their movement bubble. Right. My, me doing a squat and up and down moving in that plane of motion is going to look a little different than maybe, you know, a 70 year old trying to do it who hasn't moved in 20 years. It's going to be a different sort of movement bubble we're working within, but we're still doing the same motion. So we're still trying to open up those, um, create space in those joints 
and then start, you know, moving them in multiple directions. And really, like say, this is not rocket surgery, as they say, we're just getting people from a stagnant state into a state of moving. And then, so just to reemphasize the lower back pain, so you're doing this, creating friction, getting it warmed up, then you're doing things for your lower back or glutes, I guess. So you're doing yeah. some squats, you're doing some, are you on the floor at all or just in whatever that person can kind of handle? So like knee ups, butt yeah, kicks? It, and it, it depends on what environment we're working. So if we're working with office workers, right, we're generally going to be either standing or sitting. We're not going to put you down to the floor when, when you're in the office. So when we're doing those solutions, you'll probably be standing or sitting. Um, but if, if we're at home at an at-home workout opens up some different programming options for us to actually get down to the floor and do some different types of stretching and, and, and moving um, leg ups, all those kinds of things that we can, we can do within a sort of a seven minute period. We always say seven minutes, sort of seven movements. It's we, we spend a minute kind of doing one type exercise and we move to the next and next and next. And they're just like subtle little changes. So they're based off of time and not reps. Yes. It's always time for us. Uh, We don't care how often you do as long as you're doing it right. I I love that. And I love the expression you use. It's just pure gold where you're inside your own bubble where it's, that's you do what you can handle. I think that's the beauty of it. Don't have the expectation of I'm going to get full range of motion out of this and be able to sit down all the way. No, even like that little, even if you get a couple degrees bend in your joints, it's better than nothing. You're absolutely right. Right. We always get there. We always talk about, um, you know, there's no wrong way to move. Like, you know, the, the problem, it's funny when, when I talk to, um, some of our business advisors and stuff and they, they start talking about like, how do you know your people are moving right? How do we, how do we know they're moving the right way? And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking the problem isn't that people aren't moving, right? It's that they're not moving at all. That's, that's the problem that we're trying to solve. And then if you want them moving, right, they need to go work with a coach, a trainer, go hire somebody to make sure you're now performing right. But until we have them moving at all, that's it's it's a moot point in in my consideration so with inside this program is it here's a starting point and then here's a little more advanced and then here's a little more advanced kind of talk walk us through what that programming looks like and when does that transition happen where they can now say okay now i can move on to going to a gym hiring a coach whatever case may be right all of our programs for the most part are broken into 90 day programs and we get people to do what we call four micro doses a day so four seven minute little blocks of movement that you fit into your day and we progress them i'd say from sort of easy to to moderate by the end of 90 days Um, but our messaging always to them is like a coach is going to help you right from the start so if you want to start working with a coach go start right away um, and then use our programming, this daily dose as your supplement. So you're not spending all day sitting and then going to your exercise coach at the end of the day. And they're having to do 40 minutes of trying to get you able to move before they can even do anything with you in the gym, right? That was a big frustration of ours as trainers when we were like, you get your your client in after a day of sitting and you're like, okay, well, I need to get this person prepared to move for the next 30 minutes before we can even dive into their session. And they have this expectation in their mind, like I'm going to see my trainer. He's supposed to 
kick my butt today. Why are we doing this myofascial release stuff? Like, why are we doing that? But it's so we can get you moving, right? So part of the selfish trainer yeah. piece of me is like, this this keeps you moving throughout the day. So now when you go to the gym, you're actually prepared to move. You're ready to go. Oh, huge pain point, man. And just throwing it out to everyone. We are limited to the amount of time we have with you guys in the sessions because unfortunately we have to be. Yeah. So when we say show up five, 10 minutes early and have your warm up done, we really, really hope you take advantage of that. Not many people do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. You want them ready to move. So then you can meet their expectation of what they're kind of thinking you're going to be able to do with them. Right. So we've always said like our daily dose programs, that's what we call our 90 day programs. They're the perfect supplement to someone who's working with a coach because now we've got this underlying sort of daily movements happening throughout the day. And now you're going and working with a professional on how, how to move a lot better and start to perform within those movements. Yeah, it's just, it's, I love that. But take us, what's your, what's your goal with this company? Where do you see it going in the next five, 10 years? And additional question on top of that, how do you guys, and maybe it's not just wholeheartedly you, but how do you help addressing the obesity epidemic that's going on in this world? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, I think the big thing, sorry, what was the first part of your question? I just had- Where do you see the company going in five, 10 years? So something very interesting happened when we built seven movements, when we first built it, we had in our head and probably some people listening would think this, like this would be an app where I pull this app up and I move every, and that's what, where our, our mind went as well. And we went into that world for a while and just, it wasn't a fit for what the mission of the company was, which was to serve the people who weren't moving yet and get them moving. Um, so what we've really discovered is that our solution is really good for two particularly audience, two particular audiences. One is brand new exercisers. So I haven't set foot in a gym in 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, five years. Like we haven't done stuff for a while. This is a great introduction into movement for them. Um, the second audience that I'm very excited to be working with is folks suffering from some sort of chronic condition, whether it be chronic pain, uh, a chronic disease, something like that. These supplementary programs can work with a physician, can work with your nutritionist and provide an activity component to a patient care plan, which is where we see ourselves going in the next, you know, five, 10 years. We're already working with physicians, particularly here in Canada, who prescribe seven movements as part of patient care plans. Uh, and we want to expand that and start working with the populations that we sort of built seven movements for. Anyone's going to benefit from moving more frequently throughout the day, you, me, athletes, anybody. Um, but the folks who really, really need it are those who aren't moving at all yet. They're that we call them the 80%, the ones who aren't hitting those targets. Those same people probably are fitting into that obesity epidemic that you're talking about. So we need it. It all starts with movement, right? Nothing begins until something moves. So our goal is just to invite more people into our world of fitness and movement and exercise uh, and get them moving better so they can go do the activities they love, right? My most successful client that I ever worked with, she hired me to work with her at home, like as an at-home fitness trainer. And I came in and she was one of those clients who just 
couldn't get the motivation to really participate. She would when I was there, but she would never do anything beyond that. And we took a step back and I, I asked her, like, what do you want to do? What do you like doing that involves movement? And she said, well, I don't know. And then one day uh, I told her to join your city sport and social club and just go do a bunch of stuff. Just go try some things. So anyway, she did that. And about three months later, she came to me and she was down about 20 pounds. And she said, Dan, I need an exercise program. I'm hardcore into dragon boat racing now. Wow. I love that. I need a program, right? So now I have a motivated client who found this activity she loves. She wants to get better at it. And I can, yeah, I can create a program and make you more efficient in that sport and perform better. So now we have someone who has found the activity that they need to get over that motivational hump, right? Whereas us, sometimes us in the fitness world say to ourselves, this person needs to get in the gym. They need to fall in love with the gym. Like I love it. It's not always the case. They can fall in love with whatever they want, as long as it involves movement and allow some of these other programs like seven movements to be that supplement. Just it's like taking, it's like taking your vitamin every day, just a little bites of movement throughout the day. So then you keep yourself ready for the activities you want to do, whether it be dragon boat racing or playing with your kids or running marathons, whatever the heck you want to do. I think that's the beauty. It's just do something. And yep. that's just inevitably we keep going back to this, but it's people need to do something. And I love the example. you like, just get out to the social club. And I think that's a great point. I'm going to start using is I don't care if you fall in love with the gym, it'd be great. But if you can fall in love with an activity, like we get clients that love golfing. So they want to get better at golfing or they yeah. love swimming, whatever it may be. There's always something that they're like, I want to get better at this. And that could be their driver. And that's okay. Cause you know what? You and I both agree. They're moving. <laughs> they're moving. We're doing our job. Like it's as far as exercise professionals. Right. And we don't care how they, how they get there. The, our industry has, has failed in one sense in that we have, created an environment in which people when they hear the word exercise they think like spandex heavyweights banging and clanging like gym like it goes because we're our industry has been great at marketing them and why not like it's nothing wrong with what we're doing in that space but it has created this this gap of understanding for people who are like well that's not for me so therefore i'm not an exerciser and it's just not true you could you could be a mover and exerciser and never step foot in the gym. That's totally fine as well. So I think we just need more of that messaging out of our, out of our space. And I think that's something that I know personally we try to focus on. And I know people like yourself too. It's just, I have clients that don't want to be there. They make it very clear <laughs> and put a lot of effort into it. And then people always say like, well, why are they spending that kind of money? I was like, you don't understand them moving whatever they're doing more now than they have ever and at least it's something and like backtrack to what you said 10 minutes ago it's inside their bubble yeah and that little movement and to a lot of us we're gonna think that okay the people that are doing half squats and blah 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 it's not as effective i'm gonna just take that science and throw it out the window for a second because doing half squats is better than doing no squats there you go that's it that's the answer right there. Right. But sometimes our mind goes to like, 
if it's not a hundred percent, it's zero percent, and that's just not the truth in our space. I'll take five percent out that's of the people right. that give me zero. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's why, like, yeah, it's it's go out and get a good coach who 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 thinks like this, and I'll start moving you into this space where you feel comfortable moving, and then yeah, we can start performing better if if that's what our goal is, or maybe we're just getting to a point where we can do something we want to do and off we go but that's what great coaches do right yeah and i want to i want you to talk about this point i want you to have all the fun on this but uh the idea that going to the gym and doing these kind of exercises is going to improve your aesthetic look as opposed to your overall health i want you to expand on it but where i'm going with this is that yes it takes a certain amount of output to improve your aesthetic looking but this is nothing what this is about. This is about living longer. And I want you to address that. Yeah. I mean, this is, we say it seven movements all the time. It's interesting you bring this up. We say fitness does not equal health. And I thought about this a long time because I spent a lot of years in gyms and studios and sometimes surrounded by what I would call unhealthy fit people. They looked fantastic. They were shredded. They had the aesthetic they were looking for but probably some of the most unhealthy people I knew, not just like physically, but emotionally as well. And that piece, I don't know, kind of goes out the window sometimes when we start talking about this is like, why do you want to move more? And why do you want to start exercising? Yeah, I want to look better. Oh, okay, I can, I can get behind that motivation. It's like, a, it's an, we all kind of want to look better. And feel better in our clothes and all that kind of stuff. But if that's the sole reason, it's almost like when you start a business and you just, it's just to make money, like it wears off after a while. Whereas when you start talking about longevity, can you put yourself in your shoes when you're 80 and start thinking about what you want your health to look like? Um, it's funny because I feel like people start to understand this conversation when they get into their forties and fifties more because now their parents are getting, you know, into their sixties, seventies and eighties. And they're like, they're either saying, I want to be like that, like mom and dad, cause they're super active, fit and able to do stuff. Or I never want to end up like that because they can't do anything that they want to be doing. So great coaches I find are able to, you know, embrace the client's goal initially of that aesthetic change they're looking for, but also start to filter in these more core principles or core beliefs that, hey, why else might we want to start taking care of our health? Could it be that we want to like live long, vibrant lives? I think so. Yeah. And it's for health reasons not aesthetic reasons, you can do your seven movements, your seven minutes and see strides of positive, healthy outcomes of oh, everything yes. happening, going on on the inside as opposed to the outside. And trust me, the inside is way more important. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, the impact that, a that, um, our microdosing movement can have on someone who's spent a lot of time stagnant. And that includes very physically active people who start dosing throughout the day. Like, oh, I'm going to move more frequently now instead of just doing my two hours before and two hours after because they're hardcore fitness people. Um, and now they're like, okay, well, 
I'm performing better. I feel better. I'm in less pain, less pain, big one, right? Um, so a lot of people don't move because they're in pain. Um, can we use movement to get people out of pain? We know that we can, right? So I think that's such a great message that, uh, that you've brought up is like the impact that these, that just a little bit of movement can do, right? Cause it is a question we get a lot. And for the more hardcore exercisers, we'll be like seven minutes. That's not going to do nothing. Right. I remember having a conversation with a, a client of mine once and asked her about um, severely obese, wasn't going to, I wasn't going to put her in a gym. And I said, listen, can you give me a walk around the block each day for the next three days? And she said to me, well, that's not going to do anything. Right. Cause in the mind it's like, I need to run 5k in order to have some sort of impact on my yeah. health. No, we start here and then we'll, we can get there. If that's where you want to go. But it's that interesting psychological piece that that people play in their minds of like well that's not going to do anything every little bit of movement matters and the more we can start talking about that message and telling people actually just embracing people who are moving and not saying hey well you did good but you need to do more right as we do sometimes as trainers um celebrate their small wins with them i think it's going to be highly impactful for that population that we deeply care about. I'm going to mention this. I've never disclosed this before to even my fiance, but Oh, an exclusive exclusive just because it's so important. It's so just because what you said, but when I'm driving to work, I have a long commute, right? And I see people walking or jogging, even if it's just a walk or my people at the park, I have this idea or urge that when eventually like I get rich, like, and I just have income that takes spend out. I want to just start paying people that are just randomly working out. Right. If I see like I'm, I'm driving down the road, right. And I see someone jogging, I'm going to stop my car, throw give them a 20 with a little note, like a card attached to it. Just saying, thank you so much for uh, committing to health, to your health. And then that's it. And I think this urge of people start getting paid now to go out and exercise is going to drive more people to do it. Cause then it's like, Oh, I, I might get paid for this. And it's a little outside push. And he, I'm encouraging people that maybe that first time they go out where they were only able to do that quarter mile, you know, and they just walked it and they're exhausted and they're getting down. Someone drives up, so it gives them 20 bucks for getting out of the house. They're going to be like, Oh, I'm definitely going out again. <laughs> I love that. It's like the positive ticketing basically, right? Like where you're just, and I mean, this is stuff that, you know, government should be doing and, and, uh, and, and the likewise, because we know that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? So we we need to do more stuff like that. So I love the idea. I, I, I just want to see you running around the city, handing out 20 bucks to people who are exercising. You know what? I might actually just start it with just cards. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it just says like uh, a something. Cause I think it's awesome. It's just such a, thank you so much for taking your health. Like you're the unfortunate side of it. If I choose not to take care of my health as an individual, I'm actually impacting everybody in my life. That's right. And not only just people I personally know, but I'm implementing the healthcare system and it's, you're doing more than just what you damage you're doing to yourself. Right. So thank you. 
<laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's a brilliant idea. I just want to see you run around high five and everybody who's exercising outside. You know, one of these days you just you're gonna see it. I'll be out and I'll be out near Andover in Vancouver just running around like giving people high fives, handing out twenty dollar bills. You'd be like, Who's that nut? Yeah, <laughs> I know awesome. that guy. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I I did a podcast with that guy one day. All right, then. just uh, take everything we spoke about, wrap everything up into one little nice take home segment as last bit of inspiration for us. Yeah, for sure. I my message is always just to get out and move however you however you want. Find something you love and and start moving. And um it can be our program, it can be any program. Just start and you're going to reap such great rewards from it. So that's my message to the participants and to our fellow coaches and fitness industry folks is start encouraging that a bit more. Start, start messaging that to your clients and their families and, and just start celebrating people going and participating in, in movement, going for a walk, walking to work, going up the stairs. Maybe pay them 20 bucks for doing it. Awesome. 20 bucks. Do the, <laughs> yeah. The Anthony method, we'll call it just throwing out 20 bucks to people moving. But um, yeah, that would be the, the simple way of wrapping up everything we've talked about, particularly those of you who aren't hitting those exercise targets at 30 minutes a day, just go find little moments in your day to go and move and you'll be surprised what happens. I love that. And last question, where people can find you, get a hold of you at all that good stuff. If they want to learn more about seven movements. Yeah, we're at sevenmovements.com, all spelt out. Um, and my email is just dan at sevenmovements.com. I'm happy to chat with anybody uh, who's, who's seeking out help right now. And thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of Health the Fitness Redefined. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button and join us next week as we dive deeper into this ever-changing field. And remember, fitness is a journey, not a destination. Until next time. For us, we know what it's like to feel unhealthy, depressed, and downright defeated. We want to show others there is a right way. And through fitness, you could do anything you set your mind to. Fitness can give you that motivation, confidence, energy you need to bridge that mental gap and prevent you from missing important life events. We understand it's about feeling better, living longer, and being good examples for our kids. We understand this because we live it. And for us, that's the redefined difference.